American football in Finland. Moving on to defense. Let's go defense alignment. We'll start with Emmett Gooden from the Sinioki Crocodiles. Anybody want to take him? I'll take him. I'll take him. Emmett Gooden. I mean, he had all the hype coming into the, the season, the sign-in. We know him from last chance you. Board. Stat-wise, and not even on the stat sheet as well sometimes, taking double teams, triple teams, and still beating the guys, getting into the backfield, making sacks, chasing down plays as well. Like, his motor was insane. The way he chased down a play, like, his engine was just crazy. And he was the first name for me on this defensive line. I believe he's the best defensive lineman this season and the best defensive player this season as he won our Defensive Player of the Year award. He deserved that accolade because of his – and what he had up against him. He had, as I said, double teams, and he was still making plays and making sacks. But also, it made the rest of their defensive line better. I'm sure that he helped coach them up as well because that defensive line was solid all year, and it was mainly due in part to him because of how what how good he was, and I'm sure he imparted some of that knowledge on the other guys, and it was really, really good watch to watch him all season to see a D1 caliber athlete play the way he did um, and excel because we don't usually see a lot of D1 athletes do Europe because they can't adapt. Like we've had this discussion before, Purvis, about the D3 athletes and, you know, the D1 athletes, they, they know that they've, they're where, sorry, the D3 athletes know where their bread's buttered. So they know how to find the tape. They know how to find their kit and stuff. Yeah, and that's man. why they, they tend to a, excel better over here. But the D1 guys D1, don't. I was a D1 athlete. I only lasted three seasons in Europe, man. There you go. And the, some, but some D1 athletes, <laughs> they, they come and go. But I, I think, the ELF, they've got to be on notice. And, I, you know, it'd be good if the Crocodiles could keep him next year. I don't think they will. I think he's probably going to go to the ELF next year. One of them teams would be silly not to pick him up because he's yeah. insane. Let me throw this out there. Emmett, if you're listening, don't go. <laughs> don't be hard, man. Say look, no to them private jets and stuff, man. Look, if look if Christian Paul don't go, and Emmett Gooden don't go, and Zach Whitehead don't go, Y'all can run it back. I'm just saying. Yeah. And also, in case anybody's not paying attention, ELF, ooh, they sure do a lot of changing the players. Do they? <laughs> I personally, yeah, they do. I wouldn't invest my future in going out there and say you have one bad game and next thing you know, you gone. Mm. Just saying. But, you know. That's neither here nor there. That's not what we talk about. We talk about all Finland. And next we have Akeem Allen from the Quopio Steelers. Q, do you want to? Yeah, I'll go to Akeem. Um, Akeem Allen, man, um, consistent D-lineman, consistent threat, um, a consistent person that you have to worry about. Um, yes, he's surrounded by a lot of great talent on that D-line, but you still have to know where he is. Not only know where he is, but you're going to hear him because he talks a lot. But he backs it up, too. <laughs> he backs it up, too. His presence is always there. Um, he could definitely play for me because I just like his animal instinct in him. I like how he is. I like his talking. I like that he shows up and plays. Um, I think a lot of the guys on that team follow behind his energy. Um, he's been consistent this season. He's been consistent last season. Um, he's up there, top two D-lineman, 
to me. You know, I, I think he's proved why. He definitely is a threat, somebody you have to worry about. You have to game plan for their D-line, and he's a big part of that, a reason why. Um, I will say this. Sometimes you get caught up in your your defensive end or your rushing linebacker being so good that it opens you up for a lot of plays, right? And I think Akeem Allen isn't one of those people who gets opened up because of the guys on the end who's rushing hard. I think he does his own work. I think he does his own dirty work. I think he, he proves that that this is why I'm here. I'm in Corpio. This is my team. Um, and he shows it. Um, he doesn't have to wire you with three sacks a game or five sacks a game. He's another one of those players where, like, maybe the stats doesn't really show it, but his presence enough is 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 helping his defense out, you know. And um, I think he is just one of the top defensive linemen in the league. Watch film. Anybody that watched the game and watched film, no, he's back there on the regular. I think so. I think when it comes to Keith Allen, sorry, I just got those out there. I feel like when we're, I mean, obviously we have, you know, Emmett Gooden is one, Akeem Allen is one A. And I think that the Steelers kind of hurt themselves by having so much talent. Because if you watch these games, we're talking about the defensive ends for the Steelers and they have so many tackles for loss and they're in the backfield. A lot of those plays, if those guys are, half a second to a second later, Akeem Allen is there. Like, he's yeah. that close. But yeah. he's rushing, you know, up from the middle. He's fighting through double teams. He's not as fast as those guys, obviously. And it's like this little much from him being able to do what they're doing. So we kind of say, oh, well, you know, they're all so good. But honestly, if they had two defensive ends that weren't as fast as they are, his stats would have probably been better. And we'd probably be talking about him as a defensive player of the year because he was so dominant. But again, it's one of those things where, you know, we're talking hypotheticals, but on the field, you see that he makes a presence. He makes his presence known that you have to respect that he's coming. And that also frees up those guys. Like you said, he does his own work and that really sets him apart. makes it easy to put him on this list. So I'll talk about the next guy which is Krister Berg from the Helsinki Roosters. And again, on this one, I'm throwing out the stats. I, I do not care about the stats. What I do know, first of all, not to be too, like, putting too much information out there, but I don't too much care for Krister Berg as a player. In the past, I've seen him play before. I've never really liked the way that he played, but I respect the way that he plays. And this season, he proved even more to me by the way that he was the constant force for the Roosters' defensive line. They had some decent guys come in. Um, Cam Grill is always, you know, here and there being able to make plays. What's the other guy? Wednoski or whatever, big guy, does some things. Um, the number 95 had a couple of good plays at different games, but – what Christopher Berg did was he was always the constant pressure. There's a lot of plays that you'll see watching the Roosters defensive line and even their linebackers where Christopher Berg gets through the line, makes the offense redirect what they're doing. He makes the quarterback go the other way. He makes a running back have to stop. And then his defense comes and makes the play. And so the stats, I don't know if his stats add up to it, but there's a lot of times where he literally dictates what the offense does, or there's another time where he's the one that's chasing. And similar to Emmett Gooden, he has a high motor. Now, 
he doesn't look as good as Emmett Gooden, like shape wise, but for some reason that doesn't stop him. He has a very high motor and he chases down the ball and he makes plays and he gives that 100% effort. It's just easy to notice that he's always where the ball is. If not making the tackle, he's helping force the tackle to go to one of his teammates, which isn't help makes him the best teammate to have. And on the offensive line, defensive line for them, he really just stood out as the only consistent. I feel like the rest of the defensive linemen were kind of in and out, played different positions, had certain games where they were good, certain games where they were bad. He was always one of the guys that you knew he was going to get in the backfield. Wasn't sure if he's going to make make the tackle or the play even, but you knew he was going to get back there. You knew that he was not really blockable by any guards or centers in this league. And that's against the best pl- offensive lines in the league. I've seen it. He has won those matchups. And that really made it easy for me to put him on this list and say that, hey, he's obviously one of the top four in the league. And I know that might be different than what a lot of people think going off of stats and looking at defensive ends all year. But for me, defensive tackle is where it's at. Matter of fact, I think all of our first team guys are defensive tackles. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the next guy, the fourth guy that we have on first team is uh, Jesse Volksentura from the Portville Butchers. Does anybody want to talk about him? Or y'all want me to do it? Yeah, I'll talk about I'll talk about Jesse. Now, number five, five. That's what I call. Him. I call him number five, five. I don't know him personally, so I call him number five, five. Number five, five. Everything that the Butchers want on the D line. Okay. Now, I'll be honest. Originally, I thought he was a linebacker because he got in the backfield too fast and it looked like nobody was blocking him. So I didn't understand like how number 55 could be a defensive lineman. I always thought he was a middle linebacker of some sort and blitzing all the time because he gets back into the backfield for the butchers as fast as anybody does. And again, similar to what I just said about Christian Burke, he's almost unblockable, but what really helps him is that he's able to help in the run game from the defensive line position as well as the pass rush that's really hard to do when you're normally being double teamed in the pass rush and double teamed in the run game normally interior linemen have to hold gaps and work on their teammates to make the plays but jesse's able to make his own look and his own plays from the interior so it's easy to put him on the list for me and that's why he's on the list um the next group of guys, I damn it, I guess we got to go over these guys too. Because <laughs> I don't want to skip over these guys. <laughs> I know we're we'll getting do it quick. Yeah, we're we'll gonna we're gonna have to do it slightly quicker. Uh, next guy we got Alexi Olavuo, number ninety from the Helsinki Wolverines. I'll take this guy, Alexi. We know most of the defensive linemen from the Helsinki Wolverines. You know, you always think you know. Perino, J-Mo, uh, Benji, Ville Velasti, he didn't get to play most of the season. And then you might think Alexi Olovo. Well, the reason that he's on the list and maybe those other guys aren't, I would say, is from impact and consistency. I'm not going to speak on those other guys, but number 90 was a consistent force and able to do things throughout the season that really just, if you don't do it all the time, it doesn't work. And a lot of what he did that worked for him was stuff that he did all the time. And that stood out to me and made him stand out above his peers. And that's why he's on the list. Moving on, 
number 48 from the Corpio Steelers, Julian Kuo. Uh Chris, I'll let you take this because you already talked about him earlier. Yeah, dude, Julian Kuo. This dude was a beast all season. It was always him and his opposite number who seemed to be living in the backfield the whole time. Fast guy around the edge. Lots of sacks. Lots of tackles for loss. Always in and around the ball. Very fast, explosive defensive lineman. Quick. Good swim move. Good hands inside. Really, really good, talented defensive lineman. I would definitely want him on my team. He was great all season. All right, and the last guy we had on the list, Andrew Roulet, number 40 from the Steelers. Before we talk about him, his jersey says, like, said on it, right? Like, Saeed or something? Yeah, I don't know why, yeah. Was that his last name? I don't know. But, uh, Q, you got something to say about number 40? He's a silent killer, man. Silent killer. It, like, you won't hear too much from him, but his presence is known. He's he's, he's part of that Akeem Allen, you know, kennel. Um, he's followed his his presence. He's followed what he does. And, like, they are threat, man. I mean, on that outside, like, nobody can literally, like, handle these guys all game. Um, you would think teams would throw more, throw more screens at them or, you know, try to get the running back out there. They just let these guys fire off and, and do what they want to do. <laughs> uh, he'll probably be in ELF next year too. Shoot, <laughs> man! But the dude's a baller. Can't take nothing from him. Um, he showed up every single game that they put him in. I think he's a Corpio type of player. He's a he's a team guy. He just does his part every single time he comes in the game and makes his presence known. And I think that's why he's on this all film list. Let's just keep it going with Quopio, guys, and move on to the linebackers, and we'll go with Colby Campbell, a middle linebacker from the Quopio Steelers. Uh, I don't want to keep talking about Steelers, guys, but I'll do it anyways. Colby Campbell, see ball, get ball. Yeah. yeah. See ball, get ball. Colby Campbell gets to the ball. That I mean, that's it. See ball, get ball. He's going to get there. He's always going to be there. I don't know if he was top three, top five in the league in tackles, but he probably was because he five, gets yeah. to – Yeah, he's number five. He gets to the ball. So that's easy. Moving on, we got Joseph Cordes from Wolverines, linebacker. Anybody want to talk about Cordes? Yeah, I'll take him. Number five. For starters, good number. Like number five. Especially <laughs> as, a line, as a linebacker as well. That's ballsy wearing number five. I like it. Now, nah, this guy was a beast. In a run game and a pass game. Not only was he able to stop the run, he was great in coverage too. He had some pick, I think he had a pick six in one of his first games as well, which I remember quite an explosive play. Dude was always around the ball. He's a ball hawk. Similar to what Colby is, like ball hawk, sideline to sideline speed, was able to get across, was able to cover receivers, was able to, to get in the backfield, disrupt the run. And, and beat those offensive linemen. And he was, yeah, he was a beast all season. And he played with one hand. Yeah. <laughs> he was hurt. He was hurt a lot of the season as well. Yeah. Damn. That's not bad. So next we got Yuhani Kovamaki from the City of Crocodiles. Q, you want to take him? Yeah, I'll take Yuhani, man. Yuhani is the GOAT, man. I don't know if a lot of these young guys really know about Yuhani, man. Yuhani was playing when I was playing in the Maple League. Like, this dude been around a long time. He's a long time mm. Crocster. Long time croc. Like when you think about Samuel Crocodiles, you think about him. 
It, there might be some other names in there, but this dude been around a long time, dedicated to this team. Uh, he's dedicated to playing football in Finland. Uh, national team player uh, for many years. Just a just a fun personality, but on the field, um, he's a consistent, you know, defensive player. He's he 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 has plays where he'll like come up and show you like, oh man, like these tackles were lost. You know, uh, they might have him back returning uh, punts or, or, or holding punts, but. Um, Yohani is just one of those guys that you always got to know where he is on the field because he can be a little – he reminds me of uh, the Honey Badger. That's what he reminds me of. Like, he reminds me of a person that they play like that. Like, he, he one day he might be playing linebacker and one game he might be playing safety or he might blitz or anything. He's on special teams. Uh, he's a guy that just has a big heart, big spirit, um, showed up for his team this year. I think his 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 – and, and, and this is why I like that we don't go off stats because your presence a lot of times mean way more to your team than what your stats does. And I think his him being a veteran, him being a leader, him showing these guys what what to expect. He's been in championship games before. You know what I mean? So he's probably one of the only people on that team that's probably been in a Maple League championship game before. So he can can give a lot of knowledge to a lot of those younger guys and players of what to expect when you come into a game like this. And I think just his presence alone, uh, his knowledge of the game, um, that to me was enough for him to be on the all-feminine list besides his play. But just having his presence there, when you got a guy on there who can lead like that, a guy who can can put your defense in the right situations when they line up wrong, um, I think that his leadership qualities is what makes him, um, besides his play, uh, a part of this list. I just want to throw this out there about Yohani uh, also. I think him playing inside linebacker helped their defense when moving Yaskovadin and out to outside linebacker slash like nickelbacker. I think that that versatility in their defense is not possible without him playing linebacker as good as he does. I don't think they really had anyone else that could make that switch, and his versatility allows him to do that. I mean, he really was a really good linebacker. I was surprised at how good he played linebacker. Not by the size of him because he looks like a linebacker, but I didn't know that he could actually play it that well. So it was really good to see him on the list. Last guy we have, Timmy Nuika, Porvu Butchers. I think this is easy. He did everything they needed from a linebacker. He was everywhere on the field. I don't know his stats, but I'm sure he was up in top five in tackles too, right? He was second in solos, and he was first overall in total tackles. So that's solos and assists added together with 90. So again, tackling machine. <laughs> again, enough said. Obviously, we're we're not basing it on stats, but if you watch the film, he's he's making all the tackles. For good or bad, there's some situations where he probably shouldn't be the guy making the tackles, but you know that he will make the tackle if nobody else does, and that's Timmy Nuika for you, so it's easy to do that. Moving on to defensive backs. Ooh, we still got a lot of names. We got a lot of defensive backs on the list. <laughs> we just try and get through this quick fire. Let's do quick fire for DBs to get yeah. through this. Okay. <laughs> First up, Curtis Slater, Helsinki Wolverines. Q, what you got? You already know I want to talk about my boy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Quick fire, man. Quick fire. Curtis Slater, dynamic, dominant, can, can play multiple positions on the field. 
Um, he showed up majorly big for the Wolverines this year, kept them in a lot of games, made a lot of big plays, interceptions, pick sixes, kickoff returns, punt returns. The man does it all, like, uh, and still doing it for a while. Um, very, very probably one of the most important people on that defense, on his team's defense. Without Curtis Slater, that defense doesn't move. That defense doesn't doesn't get the people in the right places. Not saying that the other guys weren't uh, capable of doing that, but Curtis Slater gives you a blanket. He gives you a feeling of just, hey, he's back there. And I know nothing majorly is going to happen on the regular. Um, comes up, makes tackles, was everywhere on the field. Definitely an all-star. Definitely all Finland. Definitely a fucking Hall of Famer in Europe. Um, but Curtis Slater is the man. He's the man. I'm somebody literally the man. Can't take nothing away from him. Got a chip on his shoulder. Got a little man complex. But only in the football world. You know what I'm saying? And he giving you the positive vibes outside of the football every morning or game day. He just showing you how to do it, when to do it, when to know how to do it. Just because you're doing it when you're doing it. And y'all holler at my boy. I got to throw this out here. We were wa- I was watching a TV show with my wife, and somebody said something. She's like, that's a Slater quote. Because <laughs> the dude was saying something that was so viral. Like, she was like, it's- I bet it was like, she was like have, have yourself a good ass day. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's the type of guy he is. But just to add on about Slater as a player, he gets you points. Yeah. Now, now everybody else, we're else we're gonna talk about in this list. I mean, they're good at defensive back, but he gets you points from defense. He's a guy that gets you points, whether it's recovering a fumble, picking up and going six, getting an interception, or even if he gets an interception, he might take a six, but he's gonna take it back somewhere. He's gonna give you yardage, field position that'll get you to points. Curtis Slater changes the game from the defensive side of the ball. He does more than just be a defensive back, and that's what really makes it easy to put him on the list. So moving on to the next guy we have, Eero Pekrinen, cornerback for the Corpio Steelers. Does anybody want this one? You, yes, that's your boy, isn't it? Okay, that is my boy. Well, I mean, yeah. I can't do all the Steelers, but that is my boy. Um, I'm going to say this, and I think it needs to be said. I don't know if I've already said it, but Eero Pekrinen is the best pure cornerback in the Maple League this season. Now, you can argue with me and say someone else, I don't care. And we just talked about Curtis Slater. Curtis Slater is a great defensive player. Eero Pekrinen is the best defensive cornerback. He's the best cornerback, pure cornerback in this league. And his job every week is to guard the best receiver. And what he does every week is he guards the best receiver. I've only seen one receiver that I think is actually better than him. And that's our other all-Finland guy, Sebastian Sarnay. That's the only person in the Maple League this season that I think is better than Eero Pekkerman when he's guarding them. Other than that, there's not one receiver in the Maple League I think will get the better out of him out of 10 tries. Out of 10 tries, he's going to win six times against everybody else. And that's all I'm saying about him. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. That's how good he played this year. And if you don't believe that, you're going to have to see me in the DMs because I could talk about it all day, but I won't because we're quick fire. So moving on, next defensive back from the Quopio Steelers, Eero Vaya. Do y'all want me to take this one too? I I think you should just because 
Yeah, and you, we know why you should take this one, but Look, we, we want you to take this one. And the guy knows why you are. Scorpio Steelers. <laughs> my stomach hurts when I talk about a Scorpio Steelers. But I definitely can't. I understand. But, okay, Iro Vaya is a little bit more difficult to talk about because a lot of what Iro does isn't on the numbers. It's not in the the way, the plays that he makes. It's more about the plays that he doesn't make. The fact that he's able to put himself in positions that you're not supposed to. He's able to go from one side of the field to the other. He's able to come in and help in the run game. He's able to help his teammates create plays. There's He's the tip, the tip ball guy. He's the guy that's able to come both low or high in the defense and play left or right. He is that glue to that defense. He's the guy that makes the defense work more than anybody else does. A lot of what I see at Iro Vaya is him in plays that he shouldn't be in. And not in a bad way, but in a way that he just does more than what's expected from him. And that just makes it really easy to put him on this list because not a lot of people can do that. A lot of people can go out there, be on a good team, do exactly what you expect from them, and then that's it. He's not that guy. He's going to go out and do more. And you're not going to hear about it. It's not going to show up in the stats, but his teammates know, his defensive coaches know, and Perfect Purpose knows that this guy is one of the best people on the field. Okay, so I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna get all. Can I just pick? Can I just piggyback a little bit on on Arrow? Because Arrow's my boy, man. I I played with him back in Colville, and he was a receiver, so he's a converted receiver into a DB. This wasn't his first position. I think. His improvement from last year to this year was his run support. I didn't really see that exactly. much last year. I think this year he's learned how to tackle. He's tackling much better and he's not afraid of guys. And he'll go and hit the big, big running backs and he's not scared. And I've seen him lay the wood sometimes this season. And, and I think that's where he's most improved his game. And it's made him as an all-rounded safety now, not just yeah. a cover guy. He can come up and run support as well now, which is, which is why I want to give him his flowers on that. That's what that's what's really good about him is that he's able he's a guy that can play both free and strong safety, which gives you a lot of flexibility in your defense when you're going week to week matchups and going off of the game plan. He's a guy that when you want to make your defense, you know, a variety type of defense, you want to mix in coverages and personnel, you can leave him on the field and be able to run completely different defenses and personnel because he's versatile to that aspect. Not a lot of safeties are like that. But moving on, next guy, Tino and Dongo. I got I think, Tino. Yeah, I, I think I, I just want to say, I think I wrote him down here, number 37, but he eventually went back to 88. Yeah, but, thank God. <laughs> right? He looked weird in that 37. It didn't look right. It was. Yeah. Right. Go for yeah. it. I'm I'm all good with him wearing 88 playing DB as well. It just shows that he's versatile and doesn't care about that number kind of stigma. But again, a receiver converted to a DB, one of the best athletes on the field, which is why I think they put him back there to strengthen that secondary, which is the best secondary in the league, as we keep saying. Um, this guy, I was surprised and I was pleasantly surprised at how good he was. I didn't expect him to perform at the level and the standard and caliber that he did. But he's a fast athlete. His coverage was great. He put himself in good positions to be successful. He broke up a load of passes. And he was there. And they, they didn't throw the ball his way much all season because he was – the guys weren't open. He covered them up. Like, he was, he was great. And, okay, I prefer him on offense personally. 
he made a good impact on defense as well, and and that's why he definitely makes the list, and it's a no brainer, really. Well, yeah, let's go another Steelers guy. And, of course, we're picking a lot of these Steelers guys because we should. I've been saying it all season. Uh, Ronnie Line, a cornerback this season for Quopio Steelers. Now, I've already said this plenty of times about Ronnie Line. He's got a versatile game. He's able, he's able to play shutdown corner as well as zone corner, and he's also able to play into the slot if you need him. And this season, they brought him more in as an opposite corner to Eero Pecker and more often than not. And I think that putting him in that position was strange because I feel like he's more of a nickel guy, but he lived up to the challenge. There's a lot of times where I felt like he might have been overmatched or not up to the challenge. And he was able to do things from his position that a lot of corners just wouldn't have been able to do. And again, I said it before, Eero is easily the best corner in the league, but being a compliment to the best corner means that people see that the best corners over there and they're going to line up opposite, which means Ronnie gets a lot of action from some of the best receivers as well. But if I'm not mistaken from what I've seen, their corners don't travel, which means if you just want to put your best receiver on Ronnie, then that's what it is. And he's good enough that they don't have to travel. So he's able to guard them. Um, I think their slot receiver situation is a little different. That's why Tino would go slot sometimes, but some also sometimes Ronnie would be, get to play in the slot. But just to go back to Ronnie Lane, the reason that he's on this list is because he was put in one of the most difficult positions playing opposite of the best corner in the league and was able to hold his own against some of the best receivers in this league in the run in the in the past game when everybody was trying to figure out ways or trying to find holes in the seal of defense all season. I don't think anybody found any, but if you had to try to pick one, you obviously would try to hope that a one-on-one against a DB would work, and it just couldn't because Ronnie is that good. So moving to the next guy, I guess we'll change teams. <laughs> we'll go Miles Corpinen from the UNC Crusaders. Does anybody want to take him? I'll take him. Okay, I was I take him too. <laughs> yeah, Miles Corbin. I mean, he's he's a dynamic, athletic guy. Can do everything pretty much on the field too. Um, balled out, made a lot of big plays for them. Unfortunately, he's on a team that doesn't have a lot to, to offer um, as far as the wins. But um, he made his presence known. He definitely made his presence known. I think he brought his stock up. He was already good, but definitely even better this year. Um, but showed up every single game. For the most part, um, if anybody else didn't do anything, he did. And I, and like I said earlier, I like the type of players that come in and they give and they ready to go to give everything they got. And he's one of those players. Um, definitely all-time feminine um, list. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. If anybody watch their games, they know this dude is here. He came to play every single game and you can't doubt it. And he played good against other good players. Yeah. And that stand out too. Yeah, he stood out against the, the top competition. That's really that is one thing that really stood out about him. But moving to the next guy, we have Peter Lundstrom, Quopio Steelers, the young buck. Um, I'll talk about him again as I do all the Steelers guys. Uh, Peter Lundstrom came on later in the season. Uh, he originally wasn't starting or playing. I don't know what that situation was, but once he got into the lineup. He made he made his presence known. 
He's a more of a free safety type. He was able to cover a lot of ground. Also, we made the list before the playoffs, so obviously we didn't consider the playoffs. But in the playoffs, Peter Lundstrom was active. He did a little bit more than just cover the field. He was able to make tackles. I think he had that one really good tackle for loss on um, – was it Christian Powell? I think he tackled him by himself. And that's a man move right there. That's a man move. It, I'll tell you this right now. I don't think I could tackle Christian Powell by myself. I don't care what kind of scenario we in. I'm probably not taking him down. So the fact that he was able to do that showed a, a lot of growth in his position, his plan. And that's why he's on this list is we saw him as a, you know, a, a rising star, if anything. He's played in the Maple League before in Vasa, um, playing on a different defense. He's able to be more specific to his position now. You know, he's playing more of a free safety instead of a strong safety. He roams the field. He has free access to the ball. And he's able to make plays that are within his capabilities on this defense. And it's really good to see him play on a defense that plays to his strengths. And that's one reason why he really stood out this season is he was able to play to his strengths and not have to worry about, you know, being trampled over by a better team as he was when he was in Vasa. So it's really good to see him in this team, in this situation, proving himself. And that's why he's on our all Finland team. Now, the last name on the list, I think this is one of our most debatable picks. And I also, I think I'm going to let everyone talk, but I think I really want to explain this pick is uh, Sebastian Sané of the Helsinki Wolverines. Yeah, we double dipped. We put him on defense as well as offense. Now, again, we don't care about stats. So talking about Sebastian Sané, the reason his stats don't really matter on defense is, okay, this is the situation that the Wolverines were in. When their defense, their cornerbacks were not holding up and they needed to stop a team, they would put him in at corner. It worked every time. That's all I need. That's all. Should all have been on the field more. You should have been yeah. on the field more. All, all I need, all I know is that if you put this guy in the game, the other team's not going to score. Um, that makes you one of the best at the position <laughs> because no one else can say that. Again, the only other person that I, I think could say that would be Eero Peckerman. And the only person I think that could beat him is the guy that I'm saying that if you put him on defense as well, <laughs> he can't beat himself. So literally there's no, there's probably no receiver that could beat him. I mean, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to say that he legitimately is the best defensive back, but playing a position that's not your natural position and then having to do it at the most important times in, in the most important moments of the game, that's not something that a normal defensive back is capable of doing. Similar to what I said about Ronnie Lane having to play against the top receivers who are opposite of him. Sebastian Sané would go in, say, okay, I'm shutting down this side of the field. And he shut it down. I don't know anyone else in the league that can do that. I don't know anyone else that can just say, okay, I'm going to shut down this side and I play cornerback. And that's why he deserves to be on this list on a defensive capacity. And I know there's a lot of people that would argue different players or say that that doesn't, that doesn't give him the right to be on this list. But 
if that's the case, y'all gonna make your own damn list. Okay, <laughs> how about that? Because hmm. he deserves to be on this list just like everyone else that's on this list because this list is made for players who stood out and made impact. He made a huge impact for that Wolverines defense. You could literally name two or three games they probably would have lost without him. And to prove the point even further, and I know we're not supposed to talk long in this, look what happened when they brought in Mickey J. Mickey J came in and got cooked. So not everybody can do it. Like, that's just the facts. It's not like he just, oh, well, he's just tall. He's fast. So that's the only reason. No. You can bring in as many people as you want to. Playing cornerback is not easy. No. he was He's that good that he can play corner when you need him to with no practice and lock it down. That makes him one of the best at the position. I agree. I, I think corner is probably the hardest position to play on the field. Because you, sometimes you're out there on an island all on your own. It's one of the hardest positions to play. Uh, moving to the last two spots, uh, special teams. I'm just going to name them. I don't think we really need to talk, talk about them. For returner, excuse me, sorry, I had to burp. For returner, we got Curtis Slater from the Wolverines. I think that's easy. Everybody saw it. Everybody knows he gets you points. He got the ball, he gets you points. And then for kicker slash punter, we have Marcus O from the Quopio Steelers, number 32. I will talk a little bit about Marcus O, probably the only true kicker, like actually attempted field goals and extra points the whole season in the league outside of some other guys who were not successful. But I think he only missed like, two field goals out of like five but he was very consistent his legs strong the Steelers didn't really need him to kick much but he was able to if they needed him to and he was really consistent on extra points which we've seen a lot of teams miss extra points all season so it's just good to have that consistency and that's why he's on the list American football in Finland 